Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first live broadcast of the DBC show coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by uh, Carrie McPherson, the sales and marketing director for DBC Rental Store. Hi, everybody. So happy to be here. And for her first time on our show, Sue Saunders from uh, DBC Resale Market. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. And Fiasco. Welcome home. And the Kriegers. And oh, that's right. Paul and Amy Krieger joining us remotely. We're up here in uh, lowly West Virginia, so it's it's easily to forget about us. And and Dolly is apparently outside the studio crying because she hears the voices <laughs> and the doors are closed. Um, but it is what it is. We all have to live with disappointment. Um, well, welcome, folks. Uh, decided to do this one live because we did not have a show ready to go up today. And uh, we thought we'd do something a little different and kind of do, you know, I, well, not really different because last month we did a new show uh, but that was pre-recorded. So we figured we'd do this one live and kind of see how it goes. Talk about some of the things that are happening right now uh, in DVC. But before we get to that, just a reminder, our show is brought to you by the world of DVC uh, companies which include dvcresalemarket.com, if you're in the market for a DVC resale, hence the name, uh, dvcrentalstore.com. If you'd like to try DVC before you buy, it's a great way to go. You rent some points, stay at these phenomenal resorts before you sign that contract and commit yourself. Uh, also, the prices uh, oftentimes... Uh, so much better than what you're going to get if you're going through uh, Disney directly. So it's always good to head over there and check that out. And of course, MoneraFinancial.com. They make it very, 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 very easy for you to buy a DVC resale. Um, they will uh, uh, loan loan you the money. Loan you the money. And it's so stinking easy. It's really, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. But check all those things out. Um, but uh, all right. So as far as news is concerned, and I'm sorry, folks, if I'm a little off today, I've had a morning. Um, so um, I'm double fisting it with coffee and Coke Zero. Um, well, I think you got another fist. Oh, I do. Yes. I have another fist. Hold on. From Disneyland, the new bejeweled fist. And this one has a cup holder. So... You could sit there and, but um, it, it it makes like doing anything with my right hand virtually impossible. But isn't that beautiful? The beautiful and look, it lights up. It lights up. Um, Have you wear the whole show. What's that? Will you wear that the whole show? <laughs> you want me to wear it the whole show? Aren't you adorable? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so first up, uh, we've got a first look at the, uh, th this went up on DVC Fan a little while ago, um, at the newly refurbished bungalows at uh, Disney's Polynesian Villas. And uh, I got to say, these look nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. And they should for like 8 million points a night. Right. Um <laughs> 
And I, you know, I remember like these were the first bungalows that DVC did, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, these are amazing. These are amazing. Then I walked in to a cabin at Copper oh, Creek no. and I'm like, the bungalows are a ghetto. Right. <laughs> um, they, they, I mean, the, 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 the cabins are yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. They're, 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 they're absolutely cool. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't shabby. No. No. no, I saw it and immediately because, like, I don't know. I, I feel like with the direction Disney's going in with their regular rooms, I'm not the biggest fan of. I'll reserve judgment until I see them in person. But, you know, like making Incredibles, like the contemporary rooms and like Moana to the Polynesian. I liked, and I mean, I'm going to channel a little bit of my inner Steve Porter here because he always used to say to me, and I, I agreed with him so much, was that the the Disney Parks exclusive IP is what the Disney Parks fans really love. Yeah, we love the movies too. And I, I can see why that would probably sell more vacations to the average fan. But like, there was something really special about just the things that were Parks exclusive things that you, you picked up on and you saw and you fell in love with. Like I'm thinking like the dog, the dog at the bottom of a, <laughs> of a people mover when you're driving through Space Mountain, things like Orange Bird and stuff like that. And to see things like that tied into something like the Polynesian, I feel like would be more, I'd be more jazzed about, more hyped up about it. If like there was like some Orange Bird theming in the room or something like that. Well, mm-hmm. you know, Disney management has never really understood that there are two different sets of fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are theme park fans, mm-hmm. there are movie fans. And I f- firmly fall, not that I don't like the movies, okay, but I ain't dressing up as nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. The theme parks, that's what yeah. I'm a fan of. Yep, me too. So this IP going into the contemporary, mm-hmm. going into the Polynesian, yeah, no. No, I, I, I'm, not going to pay those prices for a hotel room so I can sleep in a damn cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I'm, and I think they are diminishing those properties by doing that. I think there's a time and a place for that too, which is what art of animation is for and why art of animation is Great adorable, point. right? It's yeah. so well themed and uh, Caribbean beach has now a theming and Port Orleans Riverside and, the moderate resorts, I feel like that's a great place to do those themings. But I agree. I, I kind of like, I'm more traditional. I like my resort room to be a little bit less noisy in its design and a little bit more relaxed. And seeing the Polynesian rooms, I just like the soft blues. Yep. It feels a little bit more like yep. I've gone yep. to somewhere else, you know, a, a Polynesian Isle. Yeah. I agree. I really agree. I mean, um, I, I honeymooned at the Disneyland Hotel in 71 and it to be able to see the monorail bar and the monorail and and then come to Disney World and to stay in the Polynesian and get that feeling like you were in Polynesia it, it was wonderful mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to see the tiki birds there and um, seeing Moana just you know I'm old school it's it may be nice for some people but it's not traditional it's I'm going to tell you like okay because I'm um, uh, jaded nasty old queen um and maybe that's why i thought this but the first thing i thought is they can't pull off the service level of a four or five star resort a comparable four or five star resort that would charge per night with their charging mm-hmm. and so they finally given up and now they're just going to kind of code it with 
uh, here's a here's a popular cartoon on the right. wall, <laughs> and now that's why you're going to spend nine hundred dollars a night to be here. And to me, it just takes something away. I really and truly hope that this is not the wave of the future. Uh, I really hope that, you know, look, you want to take a block of rooms, you know, like Caribbean Beach has the pirate theme rooms. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fine. Great. That's fantastic. But this, what they're doing now is like the Caribbean Beach just making mm-hmm. all the rooms pirate theme rooms. So I'm glad they didn't do that. I won't get too far off the rails here, but because um, <laughs> yeah. I can rant. Maybe tomorrow's show. Maybe <laughs> well, tomorrow's and, show. And, and Pete, this takes me back to something that you said about two years ago. Um, and I'm curious, now that we're seeing some of these, these, deluxe, these deluxe hotels being refurbished, you used the term deluxe adjacent to describe Disney Vacation Club about two years ago, which was like a, a layer below deluxe somewhere yeah. shoved in between there. It almost feels like that's starting to shift. Like mm. DVC is starting to move to that <laughs> top tier yeah. because they're keeping some of those classic elements and they're not injecting that well, IP in there. Yes. Okay. okay. Keep in mind, though. The manage the current management at DVC. Um, I don't think these people would know an original thought if they tripped over it. So uh, my feeling is that it's not going to be too long before it's us two. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. I like um, the subtleties. Remember, like you'd go into Polynesian or not Polynesian, sorry, Grand Floridian or or um, Saratoga Springs, and you kind of had to look. For the Mickey's. for the teacups, you ha- you know, at the Grand Floridian, the horse from Mary Poppins. It was so creatively embedded in the room. Yeah. The horses, you know, mm-hmm. the, from from the, some of the Disney movies at Saratoga Springs. I don't mind that type of theming because it fits perfectly. But I too was disappointed not to go off the rails with Bay Lake Tower or the contemporary rooms. I mean, yeah, going into mm-hmm. I was like that. All of well, fortunately yeah, for right. right now, fortunately for yeah. right now, DVC is safe. Yeah. Um, from this IP acid trip that they're on right now. Um, but what do we think, you know, Paul, what's your opinion on the look of these new bungalows? I, I second everyone else's opinion. And, and truthfully, this is the prevailing Disney Vacation Club opinion that is out there, is that there was a lot of fear in the community <laughs> heading into this this is they're calling this a soft goods refurbishment. So again, the whole room is not going to be redone like we're seeing on the hotel side. They're having these small little changes, carpeting, couches, which are being flipped out for the Murphy beds. It'll be curious to see if we actually see that continue uh, into the the deluxe studio rooms. I would assume so. You know, just place a bulk order of those things, and it makes the most sense. Members love them, but everyone is sort of saying the same thing and the same same reaction to these original photos coming from these bungalows um, is that we're happy that it's it's the, the theming that we're used to, that it's not overdone, not over IP'd. Um, and I think they look good. Uh, it's a nice little refresh for these rooms um, at the right time, I think. Yeah, and we saw that at Saratoga. I mean, it was very tastefully done over there. I know that with the Polynesian, after seeing the Moana rooms, there was concern, but so far, they're they're keeping with more traditional, you know, 
Disney Resort, what you know, what we've kind of been used to with just the little hints of Disney. Um, so they look really nice. All right, let's move on to discuss over on the West Coast uh, construction starting on the Disneyland Hotel DVC Tower. I am certain I am not alone in being very excited about this. I am very much. I love the Disneyland Hotel in general. Uh, It is the original Disney Hotel. It was Mm -hmm. the first one. Um, it also really embodies a lot of that original history of Walt, of Walt and of Disneyland. Yep. Um, so I'm curious to see. I mean, the, the artist rendering of what the building's going to look like is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, when the hotel reopened uh, recently, they were advising guests that they may hear const- some mm-hmm. construction noise mm-hmm. as they're building this tower. Now, from what I have been told by Fairly good sources, probably as good a source as you're going to get. Um, you know, these are set to open in 2023, and we should expect to see uh, these contracts go on sale for the Disneyland Tower sometime uh, in midsummer to early fall of next year. Uh, which would suggest to me that they are expecting to open this early in 2023 because I normally start about six months out with the sales. Um, So if we're looking at a summer fall, we're probably going to be looking at January, March, January, March timeframe of 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, uh, yeah, get your wallets out (laughs) because the next question everybody has is what do yeah. we think this is going to go for now? Before we start positing our our guesses on that, let's keep in mind what happened with the Grand Californian when it went on. What the price point when it went on sale was about eleven cents a point, um, and now is about three hundred. Three hundred, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, over three hundred. Three hundred dollars yep. a point now, yeah. and it started at what? Do you remember what it started? Um, do you remember? I was. I didn't sell it. Um, I did sell it, and I'm not quite sure. I want to say that it was around a, a, about 140, oh, 150. Wow. Not, I mean, I mean, it yeah. was it was fairly wow. low, even though yeah. it was just a, a 50 room resort. Right. This mm-hmm. is tiny. Where right. then? And now this one is you know 350 rooms yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. now at the Disneyland Tower. They because they know mm-hmm. they know that this is this tower internally is going to be referred to as the broken slot machine. Uh, it is going to make them so much yeah. money. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Carrie, I'll start with you. What's your guess? What do you think this is going to start at? Oh, you had to start this way of the table. I, you know, thinking about other resorts, you know, where they were and where they went to, and with Disneyland, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna start around a low two hundred. Really? I am. Okay. I am. I'm going to start with that and just kind of expect it to climb pretty quickly. Okay. So yeah. what do you think? I think for members, they'll probably do like 235 uh, yeah. as an incentive for them at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're going to start seeing it climb within the first couple of months. I'll tell you right now, if it's low 200s, I'm buying all We're the good. points. <laughs> I'm buying all We're the good. points. Yeah. Uh, Paul, Amy, what do you think? Um. 
anything under 250, I'm going to be happy with. Well, I, actually, I hope it goes over 250. Um, I, I was I was told yesterday that we should seriously consider it as a family uh, if it's under 250 uh, as an add-on purchase. So uh, that sounds really expensive. So, uh, but I, mostly I'm with Sue on this one. I think it's going to be right around 230. Um, we might see some incentives that push it down a smidge mm-hmm. from there, but I think 230 is sort of the sweet mm, yeah. sweet spot there. Um, which I, I'm saying that, and I know that's going to cost me a lot of money. Well, and I think it's going to be popular, but there is um, the realization that it's mostly studios, and the, I think the amount of one bedrooms and up are is very minimal amount. So that's gonna that's gonna knock some families out that have. Uh, more than, you know, the room capacity of a studio. So, you know, it's going to be popular. I, I'm with, I've been thinking 230 myself, and, and I really hope so because, you know, come 2023 that we're going to be buying a contract, whether Paul likes it or not. I'm so. glad to know I wasn't too off the mark with my low 200s, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just uh, to Amy's point, um, the resort's going to feature 271 deluxe studios. Yeah, 38 smaller uh, tower studio style rooms, 19 one bedroom villas, 22 bedroom villas, and two grand villas. So yes, this yep. this is going to be mostly studios. Right. right. And I don't think you need to purchase as many points as a Polynesian or a Saratoga Springs or an Animal Kingdom. I don't know that we go out to Disneyland for as long of a stay as you know. So it might be smaller add-on contracts here and there for the Disneyland hotel. I think. If we end up seeing price points in the low 200s, you're going to see a point chart for this resort that's going to be a lot of points. Um, And I think that's how they're going to make their money. Either that or this resort will debut at over $300 a point. Mm, Right. Um, It really depends on which way they want to make their money. They want to make it all at once, right then and there. They're going to do three hundred dollars a point. Um, I don't know. And, I and the intangible, ahead, the intangible Paul. factor, the intangible factor that um, I mentioned to you earlier that is going to also be interesting when it comes to the pricing of this is that we could very well have four Disney Vacation Club properties actively selling at the same time. And what, I, what that means is that there are four properties that are not sold out selling at the same time. That would be Alani, which is going to sell until I die. Um, <laughs> there's going to be Riviera, which, you know, the, the, the effects of the past year uh, on Riviera sales is still not fully determined. It's still not fully revved up to the level it was at. So it's, it's probably going to still be on sale for another five years or so. You've got the Grand Floridian property, which is supposed to come online. That's probably going to sell, start selling by the end of this year, if not sooner. Um, and then you're going to have this property. So members are going to have a lot of choices. Guides are going to have a lot of choices to sort of what direction they steer someone. And, you know, two of these, the, the Disneyland Hotel and Grand Floridian, in our heads you think, you know, that's going to sell very easily. But when you have all of these options, if you're like me, like I have trouble making a decision at Subway as to what I want on my sandwich. So if you present me with too many options, I'm going to get confused and start thinking about things uh, very quickly. So uh, it's, it's, I just think that's a factor that's going to make this a little bit interesting. And, uh, you know, I, um, 
I think this is where we're going to see the real effect of these resale restrictions. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, these new resorts, Riviera, and of course, uh, the Disneyland Tower, you will not be able to use points purchased on the resale market to stay mm -hmm. at this resort. Um, and I think this is one of the reasons they're doing that, because they know mm -hmm. that there are, you know, like with Riviera, prior to Riviera, Riviera opening, I really didn't care uh, about buying a contract there. And I kind of go back and forth now about getting a contract. Do I get, you know, if I want one, do I get it direct? Do I get it resale? Now, this one, this one. Yeah, I love you, people. I love mm -hmm. you, but no, I'm buying a. I'm going to have to buy a direct contract to stay there. I um, know, of course, once these contracts with the Disneyland Hotel, like Riviera, come on the market, those points you can buy that resale contract, um, and then use those points only at that resort. You can't use it at any of the other ones. Um, so that'll be an option, but. I, I, you know, I'm somebody, instant gratification takes too long for right, me. So right. as soon as it goes on sale, yeah. Yeah. I want, like I said, I want all the points. Um, Hopefully it's at, it's at around 2, 2, 2.30. I'm praying. Right, right. And then you get the 11-month booking window. Then you have, well, yeah. that, and you're going to, and again, gonna Grand California, yep. if you don't have that window, yeah. you're probably not yeah. going to stay there. You yep. may get lucky every now right, and again. Right. Mm -hmm. But generally right. speaking, especially for like, you know, peak Prime. times, mm -hmm. you're yep. not, you're not getting, mm -hmm. you're not getting in there. All right. So let's talk about, and I'm going to throw this over to Paul. Jumbo gate, the legend continues. <laughs> Tell us about where so we that, are with Jumbo gate. So this is, this was just an interesting development that, that started happening. I want to say a couple weeks ago at this point, or at least a month ago at this point, we started had, having people that have reservations at Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House be contacted by Disney Vacation Club and told, I'm sorry, but your room is not going to be available due to uh, unexpected or unplanned refurbishment in this area. And depending on what type of accommodation they had booked, they were either being offered one, uh, one Savannah View studio on the hotel side of the resort, so a hotel room essentially, uh, or if they had a one bedroom booked, they were actually offering them two Savannah View hotel rooms. Um, and it was just extremely interesting. You know, this was something that um, has not been announced. There's no refurbishment plan for Animal Kingdom Lodge, even though we wish they would do something um, with some of the old clunky furniture and things like that. Um, but it sounds like on the surface after digging into things that there's a couple structural issues that they want to get taken care of right now related to some of the canopy areas that overlook the savanna, I believe. And so uh, we've had some reports of people sort of saying that, that that's been going on. But uh, in the back of my head, all I can continue to think is you've been closed now for almost a year and a half, you think that this could have been addressed at that point, you, you, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but, but now we're going to, we're going to sort of kick people out and move people over. And this seems to be happening from about is it the beginning of September, uh, August, beginning, August. beginning yeah. of August through uh, sometime in October, by the looks of things that is stretching through the, the, uh, 
the October 1st time frame, which conspiracies abound. Uh, I love a conspiracy theory as much as the next person as to why they're moving people and, and what just, they're doing. It's random, too. I don't know how they're picking because I know we have a Jumbo House reservation in September. September. Yeah, yeah, so we haven't been moved yet. So it's just I they must just be picking, I don't know, from a certain – enough for a certain area. So. And, this, and this comes at the same time that we know – uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House is about to reopen. Uh, we assume that associated with that, we'll start to see some of the restaurants uh, with the resort reopen, um, with uh, Gico and Boma um, still set to reopen there, and Victoria Falls Lounge set to reopen there eventually. So just odd timing of everything and, and just the, the stories that have, we've been following with, with Animal Kingdom Lodge the past year just make us scratch our heads even more. So. Um. So what are some of the conspiracy theories? Oh, well, I don't know if I want to go there too much. <laughs> <laughs> is this, uh, is it know, Bill Gates? Bill Gates yeah, is doing exactly. this? Um, one of the oddest scenarios, you know, is just why they are taking some of these rooms out of inventory right around the 50th anniversary. Um, are they, you know, not having a publicized reason? Are they moving people to hotel rooms? just for the reason to free up additional inventory for themselves in that resort to get more people in there. Um, again, these are, these are all over the place, but with some of the things that we've seen this past year and, and some of the questionable things that have been done, you know, um, I, I guess some of the community is lacking some trust, I guess. I think the problem is communication. I think they, you know, it could be something. Oh, really not with DVC. <laughs> maybe what? What? Yeah. What? You maybe. think you think there's a communication breakdown <laughs> between the management of DVC and the membership? Come on, not not this group. I'm being sarcastic, of course, for those but who may it, not know. It, it could be something really serious. I mean, obviously, you know, with the whole, you know, we had that Surfside condo. We don't want. You know, obviously, if there's something structural that needs fixed, you know, members will be very understanding of that. I mean, that's very important. But there is just no real communication. No one really knows why they're being moved. No one's given anything more than just a very general, broad response of maintenance. So, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, some communication would really go a long way, I think, for members. And, and it would eliminate the people that are upset about being moved. Because, you know, they booked a villa for, for certain reasons or certain amenities that they want out of that villa. When you move them over to a hotel side, they're losing those amenities. Well, right. yeah. and, 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 and then there's the fact that, um, you know, if you're going to do, I mean, maintenance, we understand maintenance. Mm -hmm. Don't book the rooms then. Don't let people book them. Right. Don't let people book them. And then you come up, you know, you come out with some ridiculous, generic, oh, maintenance. And then wonder why, especially after, checking my language, the events of last year, um, and your complete lack of communication on anything that was going on, uh, when the resorts all shut down and people's reservations were being canceled and, now, you know, you can only borrow half your points from next year and all this. A real lack of communication. And, and I, I, I actually was thinking the other day because, of course, now Disney Cruise Line has announced they're resuming operations. Mm -hmm. I'm on that August 9th cruise. Very excited. <laughs> um, 
But I was also complaining about this with Disney Cruise Line, the lack of communication and transparency mm-hmm. with uh, their their guests about you know what they were doing. Like, give us something. Um, and then it you know it, it dawns on me that both of those businesses are under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. They're both on you know DVC. Uh, Disney Cruise Line and Alani and Adventures by Disney all fall under one uh, one business unit. Um, and I'm starting to think the problem may go higher than Terry Schultz. Um, not going to speculate beyond that at this point, but usually when you see communication breakdowns in a business across multiple units, it's not the managers of the units. It's the guy at the top. And so I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to wonder. But I'll leave that alone for now. I'll leave that alone for now. Um, that was me leaving it alone, by the way. <laughs> Trust me. Because, no, when I'm, when I'm not leaving it alone, I start naming names, and I start coming up with characters of people, you know, Dr. Evil. Um, and, uh, so, um, this is me leaving it alone, but, and because Disney Cruise Line, it was really annoying. It's a real, just nothing, nothing. These, if you went by their PR department, COVID never happened. Right. COVID never happened. And it's like, do you realize you look stupid? You look stupid when you do this and you treat us like we're stupid. Now I realize that we will, we can get emotional um, as as a people, we can get emotional, um, and we've probably like beaten them senseless. That the thought of saying anything out loud that we may not like, they're like, you know, curled up in a corner, rocking back and forth. But so maybe there's that too. I don't know. There's an invested interest from people who purchase into DVC sale on the Disney Cruise Line. There's that vested interest of that community and. You feel like your family in that mm-hmm. moment as a DVC member. Welcome home when you're on the Disney cruise ships. That's personally one of my favorite ways to travel is on the Disney cruise ships. So, right. Yep. So when there's a breakdown in communication, it feels kind of like you've been left out of the family meeting. Mm-hmm. And not that the fans of Disney need to sit at the table making decisions, but it's just a nice note to say, hey, we're aware of because what's going it, on. It, yeah. It, it conveys respect. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It conveys and respect. loyalty. There's no more loyal a fan than a Disney fan. Right. 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 And I mean, the time and the money and, and the even investment. Among, and, mm. Even among even di- among Disney fans, DVC owners, Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Even that's that's like the highest that's, affinity yeah, group. It is. It is. It, it is. is DVC because absolutely. these are the people yep. that you know. We're the people that right. will sit down and be like, "Okay, here's thirty thousand dollars." Right. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm committing that I'm going to vacation here for the next yes. half a century. Yep. Yes. Um. That's okay. That's a big deal. Yep. Yes. And. And again, like you said, not expecting that they clear things with no. us. But when major stuff is going on, inform us. Let's keep us. Yeah. In, let's you know yep. keep us in the loop at least. Yeah. And that's a sign of respect. And so if they wonder why um, we don't feel valued, we don't feel respected, we don't feel that you really you know you'll pay lip service to how important your members are, but then when the rubber needs to meet the road doesn't happen Mm -hmm. and so you know as 
as they say, faith without works is dead. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Any other news, uh, Paul, that we need to talk about? Nothing too crazy out there. Two things I will quickly mention. You know, we did a show uh, on our last news show. We discussed the member outage that occurred for the better part of three days. Uh, nothing new to report out of that. Uh, on, on the public-facing side or the member-facing side, nothing has changed. Um, we've heard some rumors that maybe they, uh, they changed a couple things on the back end of that system, but nothing new. Would that include- down for three? Do you think? Do you think that might include that? If I'm using resale point, if I'm borrowing resale points to make a reservation, I don't have to call it in anymore. But I haven't tried, so I don't know. Unfortunately, uh, that that issue still persists. Oh, uh, we have funny. We we have yeah. <laughs> funny. But I'll, I'll I'll finish this off on what I would call a positive note uh, to a certain degree. Um, one thing that did did catch my eye in the most recent edition of the Disney Files magazine, which goes out to members. I think it's quarterly. Uh, mm-hmm. Those get issued. But Terry Schultz did put a little nugget in there that mentioned the return of Moonlight Magic events coming back soon. Um, and I know that excites me as a member. You know, that that was a big thing. Um, and she just hinted that those are on their radar. And as soon as they can feasibly reschedule those. Uh-huh. So I expect us to see... You know, I expect us to see some 2022 Moonlight Magics come back on me. Look, I, I I love the thought of another Moonlight Magic. I mm-hmm. really do. What I don't love the thought of is the 18 and a half hours. I'm going to have to sit there and refresh on the phone. Yes. Uh, on the phone or, or I'll make refreshing. Your, a, I'll make your reservation yeah. for you. Don't worry. All right. You'll take oh. care of it. I'll take care of it. This is why God invented staff. Um, so. <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, We may do this again, or we may not. I don't know. It depends on my whim that day. But uh, thanks for being with us. Thanks for all your support. And we'll see you again next Monday with another episode of the DBC Show. Have a great week. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.